Hi, this is Marcus. Just to let you know that you're listening to the first part of a two-part uh, review of the year, and the second part will be out in early January. My night is rubbish. Isms. Isms. Juxtapose. Didactic. Rubbish, Monarch's Rubbish Podcast. Hello and welcome to Monarch's Rubbish Review of the Year. It's been a great year, hasn't yeah, it? In yeah, art. Yeah. We've been doing a, an art podcast all year, so it's been yeah. quite a big art year for us. Yeah, for, for us and for everyone listening around the world. It is around the world now, isn't it? We, we're not we're not known. Do you know? I looked at the stats the other day. The only continent we're not listened to is um, Antarctica. Yeah. So we're but we're developing something to get into the Antarctic art scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're excited. Ice sculptures, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should do a show about ice sculptures and uh, iceberg art. Actually, there's a Olaf uh, Olaison, if I pronounce that name correctly from my memory. He's uh, he's an artist, and he's uh, brought some icebergs down from the I believe the North Pole, and he's got them in London at the moment, outside the Tate Gallery. How's he keeping them cold? I don't think. I think they're just melting. Oh, I'm yeah, going yeah. there on Tuesday, so I'm going to take my wellies. Did you watch the uh, the drip drip? I just don't want to get feet wet. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can do anything you want with them, but I don't know what I. I, I don't know what <laughs> I do with an iceberg. So what I've done, uh, Tom, is I've uh, gathered some stories, some highlights of art stories from the year, and uh, we'll be talking about them. And then included in these will be tales of. Uh, da vinci bidding wars uh it's been a year of a lot of destruction there's been a lot of vandalism going on in in art there's sadly been some fires going on exploding fish fires as well that wasn't in the antarctic was it no 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're going to be talking about of course no review of the year would be complete without a uh, story of a botched restoration and uh banksy as well and uh, a little bit of uh, pyramid sex, plus other stuff, including DNA. So very sciencey as well. Wow, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So on to the first uh, story. Uh, of course, no. As I say, no review of the year would be complete without Banksy. Um, in case you haven't heard, which is pretty unlikely, a uh, Banksy uh, a canvas was sold at auction recently, and it was of his famous uh, image of the girl with the red heart balloon. And it went on sale at auction in Sotheby's. And the work sold for around about £1 million, which is about $1.4 million. And as soon as the hammer went down, uh, Banksy was in the uh, room of the auction and he pressed a remote control button and a secret shredding mechanism shredded partially the work. So he was in the room. Are there any photos of the room? Well, yeah, there's videos of the actual 
uh, uh, thing happening. So we might be able to finally work out who Banksy actually is. No, unless you recognise his hands. Oh, right, yeah. We've, well, we've got know. a friend who met Banksy. No, it's Banksy. Oh, right. So At we know. Art college. Oh, so we know who he is. Well, no, we need to develop a brain scanning machine that can access her brain so we can. Oh, she won't say who he is. She knows. No, she knows, but she can't. She's got no photos. Yeah, but yeah, but she knows what the who who bank what Banksy is known as away from his artwork. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't push it. I, I think it's bad luck. Oh, is it bad luck? Is it like Macbeth? Is it Banksy? Yeah. Shh. Don't say Macbeth <laughs> during the podcast or Banksy. I oh, know we always say Banksy during the podcast. <laughs> Macbanksy. That's what you can't say, and I just said it. <laughs> Macbanksy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't. The performance won't go well. Um, so, actually, by shredding that work, my opinion is that that will be in art history as, a, as an event, an important art historical event. As a result of that million pound Banksy being shredded, uh, they now estimate that it's gone up in value by as much as 50 to 100%. So it got destroyed straight after the auction and it's doubled in value because of that. It, well, if you actually look at it, it's actually partially shredded and it's uh, half come out of its uh, frame and it's just got dangly like dangly bits. Yeah, so it's been through a shredder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't look very good. It's not like a finely cut shredder though. It's quite fat pieces, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's not. You can still see the image. Is that right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if I wouldn't trust Banksy to sort of like deal with my secure documents. All right, yeah, because he doesn't do them fully. No. Yeah. It'd be really easy to do that thing that you see on those, uh, sometimes you see it on these uh, crime movies where they sort of stick them all together. That'd be so easy. Do you think pest control get a lot of um, uh, requ- uh, <laughs> requests for uh, destroying documents since the auction? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, bank, banks here, I've got a few bank statements. <laughs> back to 2017, I really need them got rid of. Oh, yeah, send them through. We'll get them yeah, half yeah. destroyed for you. <laughs> you <know what> I- <laughs> They'll be worth twice as much next year, you know. <laughs> so that Banksy getting shredded has, of course, increased its value. But uh, people have kind of misunderstood what that means because apparently uh, a founder of the company myartbroker.com was approached by a potential customer and apparently the customer said look I've just shredded the bottom (laughs) of my limited edition girl with a balloon (laughs) thinking that it would increase its value the problem is is if you go and shred your Banksy at home it doesn't actually increase its value it you need, you need pest control to shred it. Yeah. Well, you need to get someone like Damien Hurst to come along and shred it. And then, of course, it, it might, as long as you've got your uh, certificate of authenticity to increase its value. But if if any of you uh, listening happen to have a, a Banksy girl with a balloon at home, I I would advise you not to uh, not to get scissors out. What was the who was the guy, the uh, artist who did something with? Did he buy one of Banksy's works? Paint over it. Oh, is that what you mean? Ron English, yeah. He whitewashed over a Banksy as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ron English has got quite a 
I think he's got a bit of cash anyway. So Did, was that this year? Was that yes, 2018? yes, that was. That was a story that I. Yeah. We talked about that quite recently, didn't we? So. Yes. So yeah, so it's worth it to get. So if he does it himself, so Banksy presses the button, that'll increase its value. Yeah. If Ron English whitewashes over it, yeah, that'll increase its value. But if you get your mum to cut yeah. it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to work. Depends who your mum is, surely. Oh yeah, if your mum <laughs> yeah. happens to be Georgia O'Keefe, I know that she's dead. But if she, if it happens to, be, if your mum happens to be Georgia O'Keefe who came back from the grave, and then you had evidence of the ghost of Georgia O'Keefe coming back and shredding your Banksy, then evidence that, of a ghost that would have to be from Danny Dyer or something. Yeah, Danny Dyer. <laughs> Why Danny Dyer? <laughs> Danny Dyer. For for those of you from not from England, he's a uh, he's a kind of a, a a famous actor who's got a very kind of like a very East End London accent. Isn't he a, a well-known, like, he'd see, he's well-known to have seen ghosts. Is he? Like, as, didn't he see a ghost, a monk ghost, Did come he? running down the path? I know he's supposed to be deceased from Richard he's got, III, isn't he, or something? That's right, From yeah. royalty, yeah. He has got some ghost stories. Oh, is he? Danny <laughs> Dyer? <Dyer. laughs> <laughs> I, I want to hear it. I, uh, actually, I recommend everyone type in Danny Dyer ghost stories. <laughs> So I actually found the video uh, of uh, how Banksy planned his uh, shredding escapade or shredding stunt, and I'll put a link on the website to that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, yeah. So so there's no uh, Danny Dyer certified Georgia O'Keefe uh, ghost. No. Um, Banksy shredding. Shredding. No. So, uh, on to the next story. Now, um, I think no review of the year would be complete without a story about pyramid sex. I, I often say that in review yeah. of the year shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is a story uh, that happened in December. Well, that's this, this month, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, so, so, we're talking like having sex on pyramids? In Egypt, is this? This is in Egypt, yes. Not famed for their liberal sex laws? No, no, no. But also uh, uh, famous for actually wanting to protect their their world heritage. The pyramids, yeah. <laughs> and rightfully quite uh, what, quite from protective. Se- from semen stains, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just so, check, checking. Yeah. So a, uh, a Danish photographer... He's, he's wanted by Egyptian photo- uh, authorities after filming himself having simulated sex. Andreas Havid and an unknown woman sneaked in at night uh, and avoided the security guards. So yeah, they hired a, actually they got a guy, a guide to take them on camel at late at night when it's closed to the pyramid. And of course it's forbidden to climb the 460 feet tall Great Pyramid. But they, of course, yeah. you know, the more people walk up and down it and stuff, if, you know, it will get damaged. And also, I think there's probably a health and safety. It's probably quite dangerous, I assume, to climb up a, an old pyramid. Yeah, there might be artists at the top having sex. <laughs> you almost <laughs> see that. <laughs> so, this photographer, he's previously made several so-called rooftopping pictures. Okay, so this photographer who made the photograph... Yeah. 
So he's the man in the photo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He's done various uh, other locations. He's uh, gone onto high-rise buildings in Hong Kong and filmed people. It's not always having simulated sex. It's uh, sometimes it's just him up taking an arty photograph on top of say like a skyscraper or on top of a sort of like a half finished building he's taken pictures in Chernobyl and Bangkok so it's kind of like that thing where you see people doing risky stunts and he just goes on top of rooftops yeah something a lot of times illegally and just takes uh, photographs and what's his name Andreas Hush HVID, it's actually HVID, so I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. So if there's any Danish listeners, uh, yeah. please uh, please let me know. So he was interviewed in a Danish publication, and he said uh, it, it was so called. This is how it was translated from Google, and anyway, it was so called. The he said pyramid was the name he gave it, and he said it was the dumbest idea I could get on, and his idea is the the idea of Western privilege youth at its worst there's quite a uh, a popular thing of people taking naked selfies on holiday at various monuments he was saying he was doing it to sort of like highlight that kind of decadent decadence you know and he was also said all that is missing is a joint and a bottle of vodka so i guess yeah on the pyramid which is uh, old and traditional juxtaposed with yeah. the the youth and decadence so no one knew about this photo. So he got the photo. He got well. It's actually a video. It's actually a, a video, video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and when he went back to Denmark, uh, out of the reach of the Egyptian authorities, he published it online. Now, he the Egyptian authorities can't arrest him. But what they've done instead is they've now arrested the camel driver who took them to the pyramid at night, and also the person who sorted out the camel driver for them they've been arrested as well wow yeah i personally don't think it's right i think they you shouldn't really climb on top of pyramids and take pictures i understand the art behind it but i think for me world heritage comes first yeah it's kind of decadent what he's done and then he's published it on social media there's nothing about it that has like sort of artistic integrity behind it it yeah. would kind of be different if he could present it. maybe the way he presented it wasn't yeah didn't do him any fa- favors just publishing it and letting it go viral yeah i don't know because the thing is his possible damage to, to world heritage is not a. I think it's kind of like for me i don't want to sound all moralistic but it's a no-no for me yeah well i, I can understand that yeah absolutely yeah yeah and so there you go. That was it. So don't don't have sex on top of a. What about if it was sex on top of a Christo? Yeah, but is there any way that he could have? If he got back to Denmark after his trip with yeah. his video that he'd done, if he hadn't posted it and had presented it in a gallery or something, maybe done it a bit more highbrow, would you have been able to get behind that? If he used the proceeds to support any kind of uh, Egyptian preservation things and, oh, said, right, and yeah. wrote him a sorry letter. Oh, yeah, sorry for the decadence, his million pounds or dollars. And and a letter to Cleopatra or Ramesses or whoever is underneath. All right, well, what, the lady? Is that yeah. what her name yeah. was? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who I lived under that pyramid, under the pyramid they went. Oh, I was thinking of under the art of the photographer. <laughs> <laughs>
science. There's been some science in uh, in this year's oh, art world. news. Yeah. yeah. And this is by the band Massive Attack. Incidentally, there is a theory that one of the members of a Massive Attack actually is Banksy. Move on, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so, now this is an article I read in Wired, and it's from October. Uh, Massive Attack uh, album, Mezzanine, was released 20 years ago, which actually was the first ever free streaming album. And to celebrate its 20th anniversary, uh, the reissued Mezzanine is now going to be released, encoded as strands of synthetic DNA. So basically it's going to come in a can. So it comes in a can with Mezzanine written on it. And the can contains about 1 million DNA copies of the album. And each copy of the album is translated into a total of 920,000 DNA fragments, which is then stored into tiny glass beads. So literally, you've got the album in a can. You can go and spray the can the the contents of the can onto the wall and if you scrape that contents into a i don't know whatever a, some kind of machine that's capable of reading it it potentially you could play it as an album potentially yeah because so there there's, no, there's no at the moment there's no way to play this album. <laughs> no there's no so this, is not science, this is like future science this is like science fiction well, yeah there's no i mean there's no dna music player because dna is not a really good way of playing music records are better aren't they or yeah dolby even, yeah even cassettes <laughs> even cassettes <laughs> so you won't be buying a, a dna I don't know. What are you going to do with it? It seems like it's a bit useless. It's kind of almost like, rather than a music album they're releasing, yeah. it's like an art project. Yeah, it is. A science fiction project. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to have much much value because no. there's no way to like use it. Yeah, so have DNA. You, have you read about it? How have they created this DNA? Like, So basically, it's just a load of numbers. Yeah, to be honest, when I started talking about how the chemicals and all that, I just switched off a bit i just thought this is too unarty for me and sciencey oh, yeah. although i do like science i'm not saying but but you don't like it that much no not when you're mixing it with my music albums all right yeah. i don't like science and music albums in the same yeah well you can't stop the science in everything i no, guess no. all art and music is science and like know. listening to like audio yeah, is yeah. like I wouldn't like to listen to music without sound waves if that's what you're sound saying waves, yeah. <laughs> vibrations <laughs> that'd be rubbish well, as the Dutch photographer knew about vibrations, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danish. <laughs> Danish, oh yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Right, so, um, Tom, look, 2018, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of vandalism going on i don't know if i'm just seeking yeah. out oh yippee <laughs> we, we love art vandalism don't we yeah on the show here this, we, we does seem to come up a lot yeah I, and not that i've been look, deliberately seeking out art vandalism stories but have, I, you, have you ever personally vandalized no no I, what I, even as a naughty teenager i have deliberately put a fingerprint finger mark on a painting once deliberately yeah 
I was in a major gallery and they, the staff were just so rude because I was pointing at a work and I wasn't anywhere near it. I was respectful of it. And they just were just so rude. So I just thought, wait until their backs were turned and just that put my finger <gasps> on it. Marcus. That's as bad as it gets. Yeah. And it was a painting I mean, that I didn't really like. But you like. did it out of anger at the staff at the gallery. Yeah. So technically, it's very low-level vandalism because it might cause that tiny corner to get a sweat bead on it. All right, yeah. So in the long run, maybe the hue of the blue would be slightly yellowed by the sweat. Yeah, possibly. In And they may have to restore it. Oh, at, but we know a few uh, good restorers, don't we? Yeah. As we'll come to later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> yeah, some botched ones. <laughs> so, no, but these aren't artists that vandalise. These are... Similar to your experience in the gallery with the yes, staff. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It's just vandalism. It's, it's just mindless. It's anger. Yes. At something other than the artwork. Yeah. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, a work that's in Iceland. And it's called The Little Mer Sausage. And uh, this story I came across was in Art News. The Little Mer Sausage sculpture has been in a pond in Reykjavik in Iceland. And it's a large phallic looking hot dog sculpture on a yellow domed base. Now, it's in the middle of a pond, so you think, of course, you know, it's quite difficult to get at. But come December, the water freezes over and they reckon that a vandal just sort of ran across the frozen pond and then kicked the top of the hot dog over. Wow, so um, I'm presuming because you've already said that this was not artistic vandalism, that this is a vandal who might have been inebriated? Yes, it, it's it's quite phallic and some people are quite could be quite offended by it i suppose i'm not i think it's quite a quite a nice and apparently a lot of people in iceland really like it but what really interested me about the piece was how cool the artist the icelandic artist was about it what I really liked was her attitude and she seemed unconcerned about the uh, damage. So she said, I'm fine with it. For me, it's just part of putting artwork into a public space. So she's obviously quite chilled about it and she's going to repair it and it's going to be back. Right, yeah. But I like that. It's a nice, relaxed attitude about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I guess it takes away the stress from anything if you're just relaxed. Yes. She's obviously, she's onto a winner there in life. In this instance, the people had to deal with the fallout of this. So this is another work of vandalism. Yeah, this is another work, yeah. Uh, the people that had to deal with this incident were more left more perplexed, I think, than chilled about it. And this was an incident again this month. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of tension going on in 2018 in December. I feel it's not a, a goodwill to all. It's, it's goodwill to all men, but not goodwill to all art pieces and artifacts. Okay, yeah. Um, in, this happened in Denver. An Colorado. Up, uh, yeah. A upset 18-year-old man went on a vandalising rampage in a Denver art museum. Um, so, basically, they were having a uh, an exhibition in this Mark Museum uh, of over 300 objects, and it was about uh, exploring the presence of animals in art throughout the centuries and across the cultures as it says on their website 
an 18-year-old Jake Sieben list. Um, he bought a ticket, so he walks into the museum. And he then went on a vandalising spree, and he was seen by witnesses uh, causing damage, and he was throwing sculptures across the room. And he pushed over a glass uh, work and causing it to shatter. And he even attempted to damage a couple of paintings, but they were protected by plastic glass. And in all, he damaged 10 works, because what was unusual was the fact he paid to go in there. So it was, uh, there was, I assume there may have been some premeditation there. Christoph Henrik, the director of the museum at, the press, pre, at a press conference said, if you destroy an artwork in a gallery, that is to begin with pretty weird. Yeah, it's pretty weird. And he was very aggravated and obviously not in a state of mind that was reasonable. I like his use of the word reasonable. He was in a, going into a gallery and smashing up stuff. I would call it slightly worse than not being reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so again, another chilled reaction, I would say. Oh, what, by the gallery? Yeah. Yeah, so so this uh, boy, do we know anything more about the boy? Because it's kind of like a story about his Well, rage. he's 18-year-old, so he's, yeah. he's an adult. So the thing is, is of course, he's he will be charged. I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's I think it's quite a serious offence. Yeah. So, you know, it's the kind of thing that would carry a custodial sentence. What was his motive? There's been no motive given. No way to give him. No, yeah. no. He wasn't bullied or anything. No, no, no. So he's, I mean, again, you know, there's a Chinese vase as well. People as being not damaged. liking his Facebook status. <sighs> Who knows? <laughs> it gets me angry when, yeah. gets me angry when people don't like my Facebook status. Does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, well, care. you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> So your favourite artist, Tom, mm. Retina. Is that my favourite artist? No, I'd never heard of him before today. Apparently, Retina is quite a well-known artist. Quite I really a, should know him. He's a street artist. Yeah, it's such, he sounds like he's got quite an eye on the game. Yeah, he's he's like cool. If you look here, there, you can see that he's... Uh, I mean, I quite like his work. Retina's actually uh, a guy who does... He kind of like does his own language. It's almost like a kind of Sanskrit yeah, kind of so cool, kind of language, and he does. Uh, he does. He's done reliefs Sim- like that. It's got symbols. It's like a yeah. sheet covered in black symbols. Yeah, a lot of symbols. Well, anyway, he's been suspected of doing vandalism. Now, this is only reported in one place that I could find, which is TMZ, their website, and. They apparently said that a newly opened Maddox Gallery in West Hollywood is covered in graffiti over the weekend. Uh, what is TMZ? Is that a news site? Yeah, it an yeah art it's like site? news and news and arts and and, and culture arts. and yeah and gossip and everything. So it's, it's quite interesting. I'll put a link. I have to put a link anyway under the uh, the rules. Other links are available. No, they're not, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 so take that back. <laughs> um, so, the newly opened Maddox Gallery in West Hollywood was covered in graffiti over the weekend and law enforcement sources, and law enforcement sources tell us that... Uh, sorry. So, this is from the TMZ website. Uh, the newly opened Maddox Gallery in West Hollywood was covered in graffiti over the weekend and apparently uh, law enforcement sources said that uh, Retina is under uh, suspicion. Uh, 
Um, apparently, he uh, twice, allegedly twice, vandalised the art gallery first. I, I can imagine what's happened here. The police have turned up at the Maddox, yeah. in the open Maddox gallery or whatever, and they've said... I've seen these symbols before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've known about retina, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they're all historically interested cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must have a, an art detective in police force yeah i'm looking at these these don't look like art detectives they just look like police <laughs> standing around and um so the first time he allegedly went in he sprayed graffiti writing in black either side of a damien hearst does he did deny it or because you haven't said if this is did what has he said about this accusation? well I'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, sorry. I'll yeah, yeah. yeah. So he initially he uh, sprayed graffiti writing uh, in black either side of a heart. He initially he sprayed graffiti writing in black, and this was done either side of a Damien Hurst pink heart shaped canvas with butterflies, and then he returned uh, and is suspected of uh, spraying silver writing inside and outside the gallery on the windows. As you can see there, he's uh, he's done it. And I'll put links on the site to the actual TMZ article so people can have a look at it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's quite pretty uh, graffiti, isn't yeah. it? Like writing. Yeah. Now... It's not like the symbols like no. I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the theory is, is that he was upset that he wasn't chosen to be shown in this gallery alongside Damien Hurst. So he took it upon himself to be shown with them. Because he got quite upset. And the reason why is uh, TMZ also published a uh, what looks like an alleged uh, sort of confession or taking credit. And uh, I'm going to read it out. Excuse me, though, Tom. I'm, I think it would be an LA kind of language and I'm just going to have to read it in. Can you try it in a sort of like a Northern Irish accent or something? No, I'll do it in my clearest English accent. I'll oh, right. try and lose my Essex twang for <laughs> it. So uh, this is what he wrote uh, about the incident on his uh, Instagram. I got butterflies in your stomach, X. Ain't no love in the city, X. Yo, at Damien Hurst, I'll send you an invoice for the specs of Ray Black I got on your piece. I appreciate you and your family for looking out for me. I was trying to hang one of my brims next to you. That's how much I, E-Y-E, love you. Oh, right, I. That's retina, isn't it? Yeah, he's... It's retina, so... Oh, he's, <laughs> he's so... He's, I, I can't handle how cool he is. Really? Oh, right, yeah, like in the city. He's, he's streets. That. He's very street, isn't he, Retina? I mean, I do like his artwork, but why that justifies him being next to Damien Hurst and spraying it? I don't know. Yeah, but that goes back to that McCarthy video, doesn't it? Oh Paul, Mac oh, Paul McCarthy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't say butt plug. Oh. <laughs> Do you want another vandalism story? Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this one, done by a five-year-old, this one, this incident. 
Oh, yeah, I remember this incident, yeah. So this was this year, was it? Yeah, this was this year. And we actually posted and there was a... a was it was in the summer, was it? Yeah, actually posted about it on the... It was around about June of this year. And we posted about it on the Facebook page. And there was a little conversation going on the Modern Art is Rubbish Facebook page where a lot of conversations happen. Um, the parents of the young boy have been billed uh, $132,000 by an insurance company after their son's hugged and knocked over a sculpture causing irreparable damage they were with him at a community centre in Kansas for a wedding reception so that's mm. a bit so yeah so this caused heated debate at the time yeah like who is responsible is it the uh, art gallery or the parents or like uh, I don't know who if anyone the parents stated that there was no sign around it, no casing, and it, also it was a place where they'd used it before a community centre and they'd have things like activities like table tennis, sort of in that area. Now, I saw the video. Basically, the, the child, to my mind, was just left getting on, although safe, but unsupervised. So the parent, it looks like the parent was sitting on the sofa while the child was around the corner uh, hugging. I think he, I mean, the child genuinely, it was a genuine accident. The child wasn't a badly behaved kind of child. He was, as you do, you see a sculpture and you just want to hug it. He knocked it over and it was by a, a, an artist called Bill Lyons and it was called the Aphrodite de Kansas. It's not a great name, is it? Aphrodite no. de Kansas. It sounds like you're trying to make it sound all arsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> the insurance company sent him a message saying you're responsible for the supervision of a minor child and your failure to monitor could be considered negligent. Um, but interestingly enough, we had a conversation about this on the Facebook page and there's been a few comments. I won't name the name of the people, but someone wrote, yes, you know, as to whether they should be paying for it, you know. And someone's said, yes, of course you have to pay, she is negligent. And someone's actually defended her and said, no way should she have to pay. That's why the gallery or should have insurance. Just because the artist claims it's worth 132000 doesn't make it so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just because the art, that's an interesting point uh, that you've got to consider it's only worth as much as anyone will pay for it, isn't yeah. it? And it's damaged, so it's not worth that. But it? it's interesting as well. This actually came from someone who actually works in a gallery as well. Right, so, yeah. so that, and, and as a follow up to their comment, uh, she said, My response may be somewhat biased by looking at the piece and thinking, No way. I have asked parents with unruly kids to leave our gallery. So I do understand their point of view. But if the kid had been hurt when that thing fell, there would have been a whole different lawsuit going on. Interesting. So if he'd been crushed by, by Aphrodite de Kansas. Yeah. Bill Lyons would be, would he be prosecutable? The venue? Yeah, it wasn't roped off. Was it, was it Bill Lyons? Is that his name? Yeah, Bill Lyons. Bill yeah. Lyons. I mean, it's quite a funny name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shouldn't, it's not his fault his sculpture's fallen over. <laughs> you can't laugh at him. Yeah, but he did call it Aphrodite to Kansas. Yeah. Which oh, sounds sorry. like a sort of like country music porn star or something. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, that's end of part one of our 
uh, our review of the year and uh, stage and part two will be coming out just before uh, well just before the end of time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, just to ask I mean hopefully uh, hopefully you'll have a good Christmas you will have a good Christmas because we have decreed it Tom haven't we yeah and if you've already had Christmas when you're listening to that to this we hope it was good yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh, please please remember to join us on Facebook on Modern Art is Rubbish also, please uh, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. And please check out modernartisrubbish.com. Uh, oh, please support us by going to our Patreon page. No, sorry, patreon.com forward slash modernartisrubbish. Brilliant. And then it, I think it's just buys then. No, no, it's jingle buys. Come on, jingle buys. Jingle buys, jingle buys. Bye, bye. 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 Bye.